Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for the offerings, Lord, and we thank you so much, King of Kings, for setting our hearts. And right now, Lord, as we get into your word, Lord, we just pray that, Lord, may you speak, King of Kings. May you, may your spirit come and stir our hearts up, Lord, for your kingdom. We pray that let our soils, Lord, be ready for you, Lord. And we pray that let this word we teach, Lord, have an effect in our lives, Lord. We thank you so much for this time. We could have not been here, Lord, but because of your will, because of your grace, King of Kings, we are here. And this morning, Lord, we just thank you for this time, for feeding us, King of Kings. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, all right. Uh, Yeah, it's good to be here. The Lord is so good. Mm. Worship today was so amazing. Uh, and there's an echo, hallelujah. Uh, I'll keep going until I'm stopped. Is that okay? Or should I switch it off? All right. So one of our worship songs this morning was, uh, it was saying that we live for you, you know. Yeah, so I, I, and then I remember Dr. Sam who said, do you know what it means when we say kingdom come? You know that if the kingdom of God would come, there are places that would close. I think I need to use a mic, Dadani. Um, all right, okay. All right, so, so he said, if we said kingdom come, that means there were places that would close down. And at that time, we we're worshiping a song that says, your kingdom come, da 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 da. You know, and today, we were singing this song that says, we live for you. And my question today is, do we know what that means? When we say we live for Jesus, Hallelujah. So, so that's what we're gonna go into tonight. Uh, tonight, my goodness, this morning, Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, so that's what we're gonna go after this morning. We are going to, uh, we are going to discover what it means to live for Jesus, Hallelujah. So that next week Sunday, when we say we live for you, we just all dance and become crazy, you know, Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Sorry? Make sure I should have. I'm happy, Daddy. Uh, I think I'm fine. Thank you so much. Amen. I'm fine. Thank you. All right. The Bible says the greatest among you should be a servant. Hallelujah. And uh, my father just here, just showing some servanthood. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much. So, church, my name is uh, Sonwabise. I am known as Sobs with a Z at the end. Hallelujah. Uh, I always have to say this part because when I say sobs, there are people who become concerned because there's another sobs. Amen. So I'm the Z at the end. I'm also married to Undando, and we've got two awesome babies. Amen. Who we have dedicated already to the Lord. So yeah, this is me. I love the Lord. I am called according to his purpose. And yeah, um, Everything in my life is working for my good. Amen. And so are we here today. Everything is working for our good also. So today we are continuing with the blue series, uh, blueprint series. Uh, we've been, over the past three Sundays, we've been dealing with the blueprint series. The blueprint series basically it is how we as the church do church. And it's our vision, it's our values, it's what we live by. So our global vision is... 
We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. So that is who we are globally. So we have a number of churches in South Africa and outside South Africa. And our local vision as this church, Every Nation Deben, which draws from the global vision, it says to honor God and advance his kingdom by being a healthy church that starts healthy churches. Amen. All right. So what I love about our global vision, you will realize that because today we're going to be talking about social responsibility, we cannot be socially responsible if, one, we do not honor God. And secondly, if we are not Christ-centered. And also, if we are not spirit-empowered. So I love the sequence, and I'd like to believe that the great men and women who set that vision up, that sequence alone sums up the sermon for today. Amen. So we, 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 we were with Pastor Gareth last uh, first Sunday, who oversees KZN congregations, and what he was saying about honoring God, he said, it is not about winning, but it is about how we get there. When we live a life that honors God, God will honor us back. Amen. And then we were blessed by Uspo, our elder in training, who was talking about Christ-centered life, that we must not depend on people, but we must depend on Christ. He made an awesome example that sometimes we put our dependence on a specific leader or a specific worship song or a specific worship leader. And basically we're saying, let us move all those and put Christ as the center. And when, once we put Christ as the center, we will draw from Christ. Everything else will come from Christ. And it will no longer be about us. And then we were blessed by Eloise, who was touching on, I think, one of my favorite subjects in the Bible, which is spirit-empowered, and who's our elder. And she was saying, the Holy Spirit empowers us for, the kingdom, for kingdom expansion. Also, she mentioned that the Holy Spirit empowers us to evangelize. So this means, without the Holy Spirit, there is nothing we can do. The Holy Spirit, it is what Jesus gave us so that we could be able to do greater things than he did. So the Holy Spirit then enables us to represent Christ everywhere we go. At work, at school, in our businesses, and wherever we are. That is what the Holy Spirit does. So today, we are going to look at social responsibility. What does it mean to be a social responsible church? Hallelujah. All right, so what I'd like for us to do quickly, uh, randomly, I just want us to shout out the challenges we are facing. You know, a crime, teenage pregnancy, drugs, corruption, women abuse, racism, unemployment, poverty, Is that all? The reason I'm doing this because you would probably know them better than I would. Because where I am, I would probably be exposed to one or two. But this shows me that we do know what is happening. Now, 
what we will discover today, how can we be socially responsible as a church? Now, what is a church? We are the church. We've defined the church before that we are the church. So when we come here, the church has come together. When we live here, we live a building. We do not live a church. We live a building where the church meets. Hallelujah. So everything I say about the church, we need to identify ourselves as the church. Now let us, let us, do, let us, pray, let us play with our imagination again. I want us to imagine if Jesus was the premier of KZN. Now let's imagine. Follow me there. Play with your imagination. Let us also imagine if Jesus was the senior pastor for this church. Senior pastor? Or if he was a CEO of a company you're working for. Or let us imagine if Jesus was the mayor of Devon. Now, what would happen? What would have Jesus done by now? I'm sure we would not have done a vote of no confidence. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's the starting place. So I think that would be taken care of. Um, and also I do know that we would not be voting for him. You know, because we would be like, no more elections. One king, why are I? Amen. Now, if we place ourselves in that imagination, I'm sure you're thinking now, what would he have done? Let's imagine him again if Jesus was the counselor in your ward. What would he have done by now? The social issues that we're talking about now, let us imagine Jesus fixing those things because we know him as this guy who loves us so much and who do whatever it takes for us to be happy. Now, let us imagine if he was here with us. Play with that imagination. You take it home, you carry on. Imagine Jesus if he led your family. How would he have been? How would he actually led my family, me being the husband? Hallelujah. I'd still have to be a husband. Uh, yeah. You know, so... I, I, I love the role God has given me, so I'm like, Jesus, you run the family, I run the husband side of things. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So let us imagine that. So what do you think he would have done by now and about those problems socially? And also, do we know that we as the church are the hands and feet of Christ? Do we know that already the things we have mentioned, he has already asked us to do them? Do we know that? And so today we will discover and realize our role as the church. That is what we are going to do today. So that because it is important that we do understand that Jesus left and he gave us his Holy Spirit. And when he left, he said, it is important that I go. It is for your benefit that I go. Because you see, when Jesus came, he could only go there and there, but he could not go to the ends of the world. But now with the Spirit of God, when he had to go, the Spirit of God would come inside of us and then us, we would go. Hallelujah. So he then said after that, in, in, in the book of John in 18, he then says, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you will do the things I have done and you will do even greater things that I've done. Hallelujah. So that means... If we look at the life of Jesus in the Bible and look what he did, we can do that through the Spirit of God. Amen. We can even do greater than he did. Because you know why? Because now he lives in us and he is alive in us. Hallelujah. So what is social responsibility? It should show up there. 
it is an internal concern with the injustice in the society, including poverty, discrimination, segregation, oppression. And then how does the every nation define social responsibility in addition to that? We demonstrate the compassion and character of Christ to the community and culture we are in. Now, if you look at the, the first definition of what social responsibility is, it is an internal concern. So now, this concern has to be followed by an external action. Hallelujah. So this action will come in the form of a social assistance or a social service. How can we do that? By providing help to those in need through financial support and also volunteering work. That's how we would respond to the concern. Now, let's look at the character of Christ because it says here, so how do we then, how do we know the character of Christ? We see the character of Christ in the Bible. The, the character of Christ is showing in the book of, in the, in the Gospels. That is where, if you want to know Jesus, spend time in the Gospels. Amen. So we see in Matthew 8, Jesus makes contact with a man with leprosy. Now in this time, a man with leprosy was kept outside the nation. He wa people were not associated with him. So we see a character there. Roman officer comes to Jesus asking for help. That is in Matthew 8. Now what I love about this Roman officer, this Roman officer goes to Jesus. And he's like, Jesus, please, give me your, I need my servants to be healed. And Jesus is like, okay, I'm going to stop all I'm doing, I'm paraphrasing, and I'll come to your house. But this Roman officer is like, no, don't come. Just give me your word. Now, this was the type of person Jesus was. He was willing to go. Also, we see that Jesus eats with the text collector in Matthew 9, John 4. Jesus makes contact with the Samaritan and a woman. At this time, Samaritans were isolated. It was like, uh, which nation is isolated? Let's say the Corsas are isolated. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, and... Jesus reaches a closer man like me, hallelujah. And now the Zulus are listening to me, amen. <laughs> you know, so, so this is what happens here. So Jesus reaches a nation that was neglected. On top of that, he reaches a woman. At that time, men were not allowed to associate with women. And he associates with her. What was God showing us by that? Hallelujah. Also, in John 8, the adulterous woman, compassion and forgiveness. So the adulterous woman, he's caught in adultery. The men start stoning her, and that was the norm there, that if you are caught in adultery, you must be stoned. Jesus comes in the scene and is like, gents, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. What is happening here? Now, what Jesus does, he, he, he addresses both. But what was interesting about that scene is the men who were doing adultery with the woman were not there. But they were addressing, but the woman, the men were attacking the woman. And that was the norm. But Jesus comes and is like, gents, it's enough now. You know? Let's address gender issues. Let us address, let us address men are trash thing. Because that's what they would have defined it then if they were as educated as we are. Hallelujah. So he addresses that. So what do we see with this character? We see a compassionate, servant, loving, and a forgiving God. Committed, prayerful, and gentle. As you look through the Gospels, that's what you'll realize. But it is important that we understand the character of Jesus. 
Because if we don't understand the character of Jesus, we will not be able to use the Spirit of God inside of us. We can come here and talk church, this will be an event. But if we do not understand his character, we will be wasting our time. But today we are not. Hallelujah. Amen. So, as the church, how do we then demonstrate this character to our communities and the culture? How can we be involved? I'd like to share an illustration. There's a friend of mine who I love so dearly, and he's watching me, and I won't mention his name. So I was visiting him, and they are doing something so wonderful in his community. So they wake up at night, and they protect their community. From, so from 12 to 5, they rotate, and they, because they are guides who feel a need that they need to take their belongings and walk away. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. So what this community does, they wake up at night, and 12 to 5, they rotate on shifts, and they look after their community. We praise the Lord. Now, my question to him was, we are not solving the problem. Yes, you are protecting yourself and your community, but these guys, already we know, they feel a need to now move to another nation, to another neighborhood. And that neighborhood does not have the type of men and women you have here who are willing to wear check 12 to 5 while we are sleeping. So how do we bring in social responsibility there? How about you guys here, you go and plant a soccer field in that area they are coming from? How about we do that? How about we take NSFAS forms and take them to them that you know what, you can study. How about we start a men's event in their community? Because these are young boys who have not been fathered properly. Also, they are coming from a community that has not encountered God. There's no, because you see, we can judge them for robbing them. But there's a reason why they are doing that. There's an issue of identity which is not addressed. There's an issue of a soul which is not addressed to Christ. So how do we then become social responsible? Let's go and plant a soccer field. Praise the Lord that one of them is into a sports department. Some of the guys who are staying in that street, I'm sure they either own businesses or one works on home affairs, one works in the Department of Education. Imagine what can, they can do. So, so, so that is social responsibility. But now you cannot do that if you are not led by the Spirit of God if it doesn't live inside of you. Because you will start it tomorrow, and then the following day you stop. Because you were doing it out of your own strength, and not out of the strength of the Holy Spirit. You see, that is why when we start things, we stop, and then we start, we stop, and then things become worse. And by the time you go back to this community again, they're like, ah, Suga, we are used to you guys. You come, you come, and then you leave us hanging. No, we don't want you anymore. Because we go in not allowing the Spirit of God to work in us. And then we do things that are half done. So that is this community. So I'm trusting. So I said to him, I'm praying that by the time we meet again, you will tell me what strategies are you going to do for that community. Even if it's in a year's time, but you've got to put a plan in place. Hallelujah. That is social responsibility, church. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So many times we pray, church. Many times we pray. It's good to pray, but we do nothing about prayer. James says, faith without action is dead. 
it is dead. So how did Jesus deal with social issues? Church is not meant to function inside these walls. You see, if Jesus would come here today, I'm sure he would say, let us go. Let us go and have this church on the street or on this soccer field here so that the people who are not in church there can come and join us. Jesus was not staying. You you see, you study the Gospels. He was never in one area. He moved. He moved. And that is my heart. Ah, Lord, that is my heart, church. That we would go. That we would go. Because you see, if we don't go, people are going to die. Men are going to abuse women. Women are going to marry wrong guys. You understand? Sons and daughters are going to be raised and they're going to be raised in a way that does not honor God. And then we're going to have a cycle all over again. And then we're going to have a no vote of confidence again. And then we're going to treasure now A to B again. Hallelujah. Because that's what we do. You know, that's what we do. And these things don't give glory to God. You know, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And then we are going to have a president or another MEC who does not know how to put a proper education system in our nation. Because you know why? Because God is not affecting these people. That is what would happen if we do not go. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. This is our opening scripture. It is as follows. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are his children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice to us, a pleasing aroma. One, we've got to imitate God. Secondly, we have to live a life filled with love. This, if you forget everything I say today, please take the scripture home. Put it on your wall, put it on your door, and put it on your Facebook status. Hallelujah. On your WhatsApp status. Just meditate on this one and see what it does to you. So, it says you imitate God. So, what does it mean to imitate God? To imitate, firstly, we know what it, to imitate, it means to behave similar to a way. It, it's like me imitating, oh, uh, uh, who are you again, my father? Uh, it is like imitating Bob Cause. It is like imitating Bob Cause. Even though I would not be tall like him, but it is like doing everything he does, you know? And it's like standing here and speaking as he speaks. That is imitation. So the, the book of Ephesians is saying imitate God. So that means whatever God is doing, we must do. Whatever he is saying, we must say. It's like, oh, Alon. Oh, Alon, I say, Jesus, like, Jesus. You know, I say, amen, amen. You know, so that's an imitation. He does not do it properly, but I'm so happy because he's learning, you know, he's learning, and there's going to time, he's going to say, Jesus. You know, I'm like, yes, Lord, fire. You know, <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to go from there. So imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. How do we imitate God? How do we imitate God? Let's look at John 14:9. So Jesus replies, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Because my question is, how do we imitate God if we've never seen God? But we've seen Jesus, right? We, we know where he was buried, you know? It's a pity we cannot pass by like we pass by Howick, but we can fly there, amen. 
All right, so, so we know that Jesus did come. That's not an issue. And we know that he did die. So that is not an issue. So how do we imitate this God? So John 14, 9 then tells us that if we imitate Jesus, it's the same thing as like imitating God. Hallelujah. So if we go back to Ephesians 5, 1 to 2, next slide, I'm not sure it will follow, but therefore, imitate Jesus, therefore. Right? Now, this is my version. Hallelujah. Imitate Jesus, therefore, in everything you do because you are God's dear children. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and so forth. So, what do we see here? Firstly, we know that if we want to imitate God, we must imitate Jesus. Now, let's play with this verse again. Now, John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word right? And the word was with God, right? And the word was God, right? And the word became flesh. That means Jesus is the word, right? Let's play. Sobs version 2. Show up. Painting. Sobs version 2 will then say, imitate the word, Jesus, right? Imitate the word, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are God's dear children. Live a life filled with the word. Following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered us. So, what is the word? Where is the word? This is the word. So therefore, if we want to be socially responsible, we have to imitate what is here. That's it. This is the word. We need to live a life... That is here. I cannot show it in a tablet. That's why I had to take this Bible. You know, this is what we need to imitate. Anything I say now, I can show you stats of what is happening that will not help. This is what's going to help us. So if we imitate this word, therefore in everything I do. So what does this book say? This book says, I need to love my neighbor. Hallelujah. This book says, I must not get tired of doing good. So I will not get tired. Do you understand? This book says, instead of worrying about everything, I must pray about everything. Hallelujah. So therefore, I'm imitating this word. This book says in Psalms 1, delight in the law of the Lord day and night. This is what this book says, not sobs. So therefore, if we imitate this word in everything we do, because why should we imitate it? Because we are the children of God. That is why. And all of us are. No one is excluded. Live a life filled with the word. Do you know what this word is saying? This word is saying, it doesn't, God doesn't show favorites. That means at work, I love my manager like I love my colleagues. This word says, I must not speak bad about people, right? So therefore, if a friend of mine speaks bad about Mablanga, I say, let's forgive him. Jesus is Lord, hallelujah. And then we continue. Amen. Do you understand? So we therefore have to imitate this word. Because you see, if we don't imitate this word, we will be back here next year and we'll be convicted by this message and we'll waste our time another year again. Another conference again. Change the world! And then we don't imitate this word again. And then we change the world again and nothing happens. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. And then James 1, 22 to 25, then says, he sums it all up. He's like, guys, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. 
For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. Oh, my goodness. We look like the word, eh? Do you see that? We look like the word. Okay. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, okay, God will bless you for, for doing it. But here's what's fascinating me. Verse 24, you see yourself, you walk away and forget what you look like. This then tells me, when I look at myself in a mirror, I see the word of God. Hallelujah. This is what James is saying. So when I look at the mirror, thank God for mirrors. We need to buy mirrors, you see, because they're a reflection of who we are. I am the image of God, made in his likeness. I am a real priesthood. Therefore, when I turn, an image of God turns. Hallelujah. Are you with me? A salt and light turns. So when I enter work, an employee does not enter work, but the salt and light enters work. You see now, so, so, so here's what happens. When I start my business in the morning, Babungos, a businessman does not start the work, but the salt and light starts the work. That changes everything. So now, when my wife and I go to work, we always pray that, Lord, use us today. Use us today to be the salt and light. Do you understand? Because if we do not ask that prayer, it would, that prayer is in line with who we are. So when Ubablanga goes and lectures, thank you, Lord, that your son is lecturing today. Because that is who we are. That is who we are. So, I, so that is what James is saying. That when you look at the word, you live it. Do not forget to what you looked at. Hallelujah. So 1 John 3.16, please bear with me. I'm going to press fast forward for the sake of time. We know what real love is. Because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Church, we've got to lay down our lives for, for, for our brothers and sisters. The Bible says somewhere that what will, it profit, what will it profit you to love someone who loves you? Don't text collectors have that. What will it help me to love Usandile, Mark, Usbo, Spiwe, when there are people who need that love? It doesn't say we should not love one another. We should love one another, but what will profit us? There are people who are here who do, we do not associate with. There are people who we ignore many times, subconsciously, not intentionally. I'd like to believe that. Because we are so used to the circle, and we, we, we don't have this heart that I'd like for you to know what Sandile teaches me when I spend time with him. I'd like for you to come into the circle so that you can learn from this guy his heart for God. So it starts with us. We need to have this. There's a lady uh, by the name of Ayanda, uh, an amazing lady. I haven't met her, but I will meet her after today. She started a bakery. Hallelujah. And this bakery, what happened is she started a bakery, a baking company. She bakes and sells them. But, and then she approached a school, and then she asked to celebrate birthdays for the children. Look at the business. Look, look, look at that type of business. This is the kingdom business church. And so she, her heart, if I heard it correctly, is their children whose birthdays are not celebrated. So she starts a business, but there's a bigger picture. Yes, profit. Yes, her family. But there are children who don't have birthdays. And Alan is having... Amen. So, 
So she starts this business, and some kids have never had birthdays. And wow, what the school does, they issue a list to her. This is the list for the year, and the next year, here's another list. We've got more admissions. Take. And now those children are celebrating, and then she distributes cupcakes. What then happens after that? Now, the schools in that area have given her an opportunity to come and speak to those schools. Look at that. Look at that. So that is what that is what social responsibility does. Do you understand? Social responsibility becomes a bridge, but the ultimate goal is souls, knowing God. So now when that lady stands in front of those students, she tells them the Lord loves you and you are perfect in God's eyes. By the time they get home, whatever the state of the father or the mother is, it does not affect them. Because already they have received the love of God through this lady. Business starts to profit, but also we're reaching a community. That is social responsibility. So where do we start, church? Where do we start? Famous scriptures that we know. Acts 1, 7 to 18. We start in Jerusalem. I hope you'll read for yourselves. I'm pressing on time. We start in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is your family church. It is us here. This is where we start. We practice it here, we do it better. You do it in your home, we do it better. You do it in your siblings. This is where we start. In your own town, Judea, it's the people in other towns. That means we do this for people we do not know. For Tuanas, Zulus, white people, Indians, Corsas, everyone. We include everyone. That's where we do this. So when you meet someone out there, you reach to that person. When you meet a colored person, you go to, hey, my bro, what's up, my bro? You know, you do that. We reach one another. That is where it starts. Amen. All in the name of love. Hallelujah. Also, we do this in Samaria, neighboring provinces and to the ends of the earth. Amen. So that is where we start. The question now is, okay, we know where to start. It is clear. And we also know that saying that says charity begins at home. So definitely, church, we start here. How do we start here? When we leave here, today I'd like to encourage you guys to meet someone you've never met before. Just ask them the name and then wish them a super week. That's all. And the next week, Sunday, go back to that person and say, since I wished you an awesome week, how was the week? You see? Sorted. You see? So it's easy to talk with someone, eh? So you walk out. Hi. You enjoyed the service? Yes. Enjoy your week. Bye-bye. And then you go to your awesome group circle. Right? Next week you meet with the same person. How was your week since I wished you an awesome week? And then you start talking. And then boom, you realize right there you've got something to say. Oh, you had a struggling business. Oh, I'm in business also. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you stay in Umslanga. Actually, we can still connect group that side. Ah, boom. Charity begins at home. Everyone knows God. Now you start helping this guy. And then the next Sunday you meet again. Now, how was it after the advice I gave you? And then you, wake, you take it from there. The next thing, you meet for coffee. And then, boom, you're friends. Easy. You see? So it all starts here. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So who must start? Who must start? We have to start. Those who are filled by the Spirit of God. And we had an awesome time in BFC this week. We were filled by the Spirit of God. It was so amazing. And I believe many of us here have done BFC. We have been filled by the Spirit of God. And this morning, if you have not been baptized by the Spirit of God, after service today, you can be baptized also in the Spirit of God. 
you can. Because you see, we can't do this without the Spirit of God. This will be a good talk. The business lady will be a good talk. But the Spirit of God is going to help you on how to do it. In Joel, this was the Old Testament, 2, 28. Then after, after all doing this, I will pour my Spirit upon all people. So there's no exclusion. Not subs, not pastors, not everyone. But all of us. So it is all of us. So basically, we have authority. You cannot do it alone. We need the Spirit of God. Ours, we just need to understand who we are carrying. One of my pastors used to say, it's like driving an AMG, and the next thing, you drive on a slow lane, and you're driving an AMG. And the speed limit is 120 on the road, and you're driving on a slow lane. You don't understand the amazing machine, the power that you have. And that is us. Those who run an AMG, sorry, church, sorry, church. You know? <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. An AMG, it's one of the... Okay, an AMG, look at Tiska. Look at Tiska. <laughs> yeah, look, look, look at Tiska. Look at Tiska, and you'll know what an AMG is. Yeah, it's that type of a car. It's the best type of car. Amen. So, so, so he was saying, it's like having that car and drive on a slow lane. Or give it to an old lady who drives so slow, praise the Lord, on the slow lane. And how about you just take that from Gogo Carol and not give Gogo Carol an end, you know, and then drive it on the fast lane. So that is the same thing with us, church. That is the same thing with us. We are filled with the power of God because the Bible says, greater is he in us than the one in the world. So there's nothing that can stop us. Matthew 16 says he will build the church. So there's nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us. Besides us limiting ourselves and driving on a slow lane. I remember one of the evangelisms we had, there was a hashtag going out that we need to be italic and not regular. Was it saying that? We need to be bold. We need to be bold and not be regular. You see, when the Spirit of God fills you, when we allow it to work in us, we will not conform to the standards of the world. Listen, guys. You see, when people... Forgive me, Lord. Let me leave this for now. Let me leave this for now. So, okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. John 16, 7. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because I don't, the, if I don't, the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, won't come. And if I do go away, then I'll send him to you. Two years back, uh, I took, so I started praying that, Lord, when I come from Tara to Durban, I want to take people in my car. And not that I don't have fuel, I had fuel. But I was like, Lord, use me. Whoever I take, I pray that, Lord, you appoint that person to be in the car with me. To cut the story short, I'm with these two guys. There's a lady as well. No, there were four of us. Got to Coxstead, and to, by the time we were done, before we get to Coxstead, the Lord stirs in my heart, pray for this mother who was sitting in front. And I prayed for her, and... She was at peace and she was happy. And as I prayed, the Lord showed me what challenges she was facing through the Spirit of God. And that can happen to you too. And, but basically she lives and she was happy. She felt the love of God. I didn't do an altar call, praise the Lord. You know. So she walks out and we're happy. I'm left with three. One girl, on our way, she was going to drop the upper airport chapstein. By the time I was done with her, she now believed that there are better men out there. Because her image, her image, listen, her image was so tainted that when she saw a man, 
she saw a womanizer, she saw a trash, she saw someone who does something for something. By the time, I'm, I'm just forwarding, by the time I was done with her, she then believed that, okay, we have sobs out there. Hallelujah. You know, you know, you know. So, and then I was left with one lady. I had to drop her. I think she stayed. I, I forgot. And when I dropped her, she became born again. And we prayed outside her gate. And I was worried. I'm like, Jesus, I'm, I'm married. So, so, so every time I was praying, I had my hand somewhere here, you know, that so that whoever was passing should understand that, okay, that's the married man, firstly, you know. So, but I prayed for her and she was born again. And I, I hope now she's in Howard because she said she would come. That was two years back. So, so I probably need to visit Howard. But she was born again. Three months back, I took another guy. And I was like, Lord, because it's not safe now, so you can't just take anyone, you know. And I was like, Lord, whoever comes in my car, I want to take someone, and I'm praying that may he meet you in this car. We got to Coxstead, and this guy, he was sitting at the back. Yeah, he was the Lindo type of a guy, you know. You know this guy, you don't talk to them, and he was not looking very happy, you know. So, so he's, sitting, he's sitting at the back, and I'm so afraid to talk with him. I'm like, Lord, I'm not feeling this guy. I'm not connecting with this guy. So I keep checking him, blind spots, no gun, no knife. Okay, he's safe. I keep driving. I keep, I keep driving. So here's what happens. By the time we get to Coxstead, the Lord says, this guy's in business. So I, said, I say to him, how's business? And then he's like, whoa, whoa, oh my goodness. And he wept. And he wept. And it was only me and him left, and I prayed for him. And I was like, I believe the Lord showed me so that I could pray with you. And he's like, where do you attend church? And I was like, oh, I attend church in every nation. And then I was like, I have to go because my wife is expecting me by five. But go well, my friend. You know, so I prayed for him. You see what happened? The seed was sowed. He got to understand that God sees him. He may have not been born again, but I know that by the time he met Ashley, Fire is going to happen. Hallelujah. You see, by the time he meets someone, it's going to be easy for that person. Mine was just to sow, and then someone will just pick it up. It's going to be easy. Hallelujah. So, okay. So, church, thank you. So, we see a lot of this in Acts chapter 242, where the believers started serving one another. And when they served one another, no one told them to serve one another. Acts 2.42, because they were driven by the Spirit of God, and the gospel moved them. We move on, and there's this picture I want to show you. Next slide. There's this picture. Now, that is social responsibility. Gospel needs to be our foundation, and we are that tree. And our fruits are social responsibility. We have a responsibility, church. Okay, I'm first forwarding so that we get to the highlights also. So Genesis 1.26 We have work to do, church. We have work to do. And if we don't do it, no one will. No one will do it. No one will even do it better than we do. No one would. So Genesis 1, 28, fill the earth and govern it. This was God speaking. God was saying, go and govern the earth. So we have a response to govern the earth. You are the salt and light. I've mentioned that earlier. 209, I started an organization in Umtata. I was a student doing my last year. And everyone was like, no, Sobs, you're doing your last day. You need to finish with a bang. But I was like, there are people dying in Umtata who don't know the Lord, who are hungry, who don't have clothes. 
what is more important? Do I graduate and they die more? To cut the story short, I started. I had no money during my last year. You know last year if you've, you've been in varsity. It's hectic. You can't start anything. I start this thing in, in October. For the first time, I, I opened a Facebook account. I had no money. I, I don't come from a rich family. We were very low at that time. I don't have money. But my heart was, we have to go and give clothes and cook soup and do a lot of things in Umtata. Fast forward, we st- on, in December, we started. You know why? I met people on Facebook. People who said, I just posted the heart, guys. That's what I'm feeling from Umtata. Who's in? And the guys were like, I'm in. I'm in. I met people I've never met before. Maybe only three or four I knew. The rest I did not know. We started an outreach in Umtata December. After that, we've been doing outreaches up until today. How did it start? It started by someone saying, this thing inside of me is so good. I cannot keep it inside of me. We have to go and share it to the world. We have to go and share it to the world. Okay, so we've got work to do, church. Let's go to the next slide, which is a tree. Let's fast forward. Uh, yeah, thank you. So this is how we are going to change the world. This is how we are going to change the world. If we do not meditate on this word, because the only way for us to imitate this word, we have to meditate on it. The Bible says day and night, not Sunday, not on Connect Group, day and night. So if we meditate on this word, we will be able to imitate it. Hallelujah. Secondly, we need to delight in the law of the Lord. Delight is like an excitement. We need to want to have this word. Seek the kingdom of God. Crave for the word of God. But the result of all of this, if you notice, the blue line there represents my soil. On top of that, we will not conform to the signs of the world. Guys, I repent, and I, I believe all of us repent. We have been crashing people. You see, there's this thing of social network. You see social network, you are sowing a seed to someone in Joburg, and you are in Deber. And you are making more anger, you are spreading more anger through the social networks. We need to watch what we share and what we post on Facebook. Because you see, please, God, for the sake of time, may I ask that you allow me to do this, my apologies. But you see, my anger here will stay another anger in Cape Town. And the next thing, we're going to have a South Africa that is broken. Just because of one share, which was, yes, the share was good, it meant good, but the way it was shared, it was not good. When we start crashing one another, people who write books and not do it well, what are we saying to people who want to write books? We are killing their lack of confidence to even start writing a book that will change this world. There are people who will not have editors. Somebody had an editor, but this, because I don't have an editor, I won't even start. But this thing was so powerful. Do you understand? So we need to watch things we say on social media because that is where most of us are today. And I think that is where the world is heading. And the sixth point, we need to change how we pray. When we pray, we need to, this thing of holy, holy are you, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That is good. He praises God. But we need to start saying, Lord, use me. Lord, let this work work in my, let this word work in my life. When I do these kanga mamas, Lord, I pray that you use me to reach out to other women. When I do this Wi-Fi, internet things to Karabu, Father, use me on how to do it better. We need to change how we pray. That is how we are going to change the world. If we don't start there in that prayer, in that quiet time or at night, then we will always continue. Holy, holy are you, Lord. That is good. Don't get me wrong. And we have to do that. But we need to start asking the question, Father, what can we do in this community? Use us, Lord. Speak to us. Because not all of us 
are in social media. Not all of us are going to do education. Not all of us are going to be in business. But there's something that is in your heart which the Spirit of God will stay up in you. Amen. So we need to do that. So God will use whatever you have. We see an example in Exodus 4. Here, God comes to Moses. He meets Moses. Where God, met, where God met Moses, it was the same place Moses was always at. It was not a new place. So God will meet us where we are. And then God sends Moses to go and take out the people from Egypt, blah, blah, blah. And Moses is like, like any of us. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, Lord, uh, the Lord never appeared to me? And then God is like, what is in your hand? So church, I'm asking you this morning. We are wrapping up that. What is in your hand? Uh, Karabo mentioned something so profound last week. He was like, so that. So this means we are blessed to be a blessing. So if you only read we are blessed, we will go thanking God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. However, I am blessed to be a blessing. So therefore, thank you, Lord, that I am blessed. How can I be a blessing, Lord? Father, I've got a car. How can I be a blessing? Father, I've got six years of experience in Toyota. How can I be a blessing? Father, I've been in business for 20 years. How can I be a blessing? You see, so, so God is going to use what we have. So it's not an issue of you don't have money. You've got time. You've got experience. Remember the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah had nothing. He just prayed and he went. He set up a team and the guy started building. He didn't have anything. Remember the book of David. David had nothing. He just had an experience and he had a sling and that's all he needed. So God is going to use what you have. You are so good in music, chap. You were sharing that thing there and your voice for the first time I heard it. God is going to use that to reach people. He's going to use what we have. So we don't have to look far. I need funding for that. I need to register an NPO that. No, we can do it today. We can do it today. Hallelujah. So in closing, may we stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Go take me to Isaiah 58, uh, AV. We are going to close from there. We are going to close from there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, this is Isaiah speaking, and he was speaking the heart of God, and this is what I am sending us with. Uh, Yeah, so it it reads as follows. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Do not hide from relatives. I, I, I did this and God helped me. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Do you see, what, do you see the promise there? When you do something, this is what's going to happen. Your godliness will lead you forward. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, here I am, my son. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger. Ah, they are doing that, they are doing that. And spreading vicious rumors. It continues to verse 10. Next slide. Feed the hungry and help those who are in trouble. Then your light will shine. Remember Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. Out from the darkness. And the darkness around you will be as bright as moon. And then he wraps, and, and then he wraps it up in verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually as you do the things I've mentioned. Giving you water 
when you are dry and restoring your strength because yes it's going to get tiring but he's going to restore your strength you're going to get demotivated but he's going to restore your strength sometimes it will not make sense for business to offer something but it's going to make sense eventually he's going to give you strength you will be like a well watered garden like an ever flowing spring some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities we are going back to entata we are going to go back to ostenga and so forth we're going to go back and rebuild our cities then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes so we need to ask god church let us close our eyes we need to ask god what he wants us to do what is our role in society as the church i want you as your eyes close i want you to imagine a stagnant water no fish stays in this water fishermen do not go to this water if we are inside these walls and we meet on sundays and we meet on sundays we are stagnant but we need to be like a river that flows within the city addressing social issues with our eyes closed jesus addressed gender discrimination when he met with the, the, that woman he addressed an issue of leprosy inequity and fairness so we need to imitate god church we need to imitate god so for us to act on the word we must first react on the word and for christ to mean anything to others we must make him mean everything to us more conversions church will happen when we have convictions with our eyes closed father we come before you lord and as a church we repent lord god almighty oh jesus father we repent we repent king of kings yeah can, can, can you just pray and repent can, can we just pray can you just pray in your language in your tongue and can we just repent yeah thank you jesus we repent lord we did not know father but now we know we did not know king of kings but now we know that we are called to imitate you we are called to imitate you lord to live a life that you ask us to live thank you jesus may we repent church the families our family members we've been ignoring our brothers and sisters we've been ignoring our cousins we have not been helping our neighbors in our communities you know what you've seen Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray for these people that who do not know the Lord. God loves us church and I want to pray for these people and if you don't know this king I'm talking about and you'd like to try him out and to see this word we are talking about 
if you've been doing it and you've realized that I've been doing it out of my own flesh. And But now I want to do it in with the Spirit of God. If that's you, I'm inviting you to raise up your hand so that you can meet this God, this Jesus, to be your Savior and your Lord so that he can show you what you need to do. Hallelujah. If that is you, I'm inviting you to raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Because you see, we cannot do anything without him. He said to his disciples, I have to go so that you receive the Holy Spirit. I see a hand there at the back. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hands, you see. Thank you, Lord. This Jesus I'm talking about will change how you operate at work. He will change how you operate in your family. You will be the salt. He will give you the strength. He will give you everything you need to change this world. Any more hands? To those who raise their hands, I'd like to do this public declaration. I'd like to invite you to come in front so that we pray with you. So that we pray with you and we can guide you on how you're going to walk this life. To those who raise their hands, I'm inviting you to come in front. Thank you, Jesus. This is not to embarrass you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 And lastly, 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 I want to pray for those people who are saying they want to recommit. They want to reconnect with God. Lord, I've been distant from you and I've missed the mark, but I want to come back because I realize that I cannot do it on my own. You were born again before and you are on and off. And if that's you, I'm inviting you to come in front. Thank you, Jesus. If that is you, church. If that is you, I'm inviting you to come. That is you, church. Sometimes we run and we grow weary and we leave this thing called salvation and we leave it behind because we're doing it wrong. You know, we're walking alone. And if that is you, you've you fell off the track, come, let's pray with you. You see, the reason you come here, you come so that we pray with you and the Spirit of God comes upon you and it enables you to live a victorious life because you see. This word works. And my prayer is that it works in your life. And if that is you, church, I'm inviting you to come so that we pray with you. So that we pray with you. And then the last group of people I want to pray for, as the leaders assist me with the people in front, the last group I want to pray for, it's those who have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Those who have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because you see, we are sending today. 
when we meet again, we will share testimonies. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you to come in front also. You will stand here on my left. Because it is important that we have the Spirit of God inside of us. Because you see, greater is He in us than the one in the world. Worship team. Thank you, Jesus. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you to come. The leaders are going to explain to you what it means, and you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And after that, your life will not be the same again. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, church, I'm going to close in prayer, and forgive us for time. I'm going to close in prayer, and if you have to leave, you are excused, but let us remember to connect with someone who don't know outside. I'm going to pray, and then the leaders are going to come up front. If you need ministry, if you need more strength, need more prayer on how to do this, you can come afterwards. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.